You are listening to the realestatepodcast.ca. Brought to you by JNC Toronto Real Estate Group. All right, welcome back everybody to the realestatepodcast.ca, your source for all things real estate, or as we like to call it, real estate for the masses. I'm John Paulson. We also have Cheryl Micklewin and Nicole Norton, the trio who make up the JNC Toronto Real Estate Group. Today we're carving out a little time on what is a beautiful Saturday morning in what is turning out to be a pretty busy spring market. Good morning, ladies. How you doing? Good morning, John. Good morning, John. I feel like a teacher. <laughs> I know, I feel like I'm open that door or something. Like. Good morning, Mr. Paulson. So what do we got cooking so far this spring, ladies? We have a views and opinions thing to read, don't okay, we? Okay, why don't we do that? Let's do the disclaimer and then we'll get right into okay. it. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities that we represent. Fantastic as usual, Nicole. Trying to get better. You're getting better and better Thank every time you. we do it. Yeah. What so, do we have cooking for the spring? Yes, tell Bar- us, Cheryl. Barbecue, it's like 12 degrees outside right now. Yeah. I know, <laughs> chicken to, wings. Hard to believe it's like a Super Bowl weekend and it's uh, double digit weather, which is fantastic. And it's kind of cool. A lot of people will wait to list their homes later until it's sunny and the flowers are coming out, but spring market starts a lot earlier, usually end of January. And uh, we got multiple listings we're getting prepped to. Uh, right now so yeah go ahead spring list spring market starts a lot earlier in toronto as we know it or yeah. the gta because we don't know if spring market starts early in that's true kansas city i don't but know every year in toronto yeah since the inception of nicole the real estate agent january has always been yeah yeah it's like that buyers get a memo you know the last week I of january there's hardly anything on the market either so that just makes it even more busy if you're working with buyers multiple offers are back so but uh, we're not going to get too deep into the complexities of the spring real estate market here in toronto what we have done is we have carved out a little bit of time this saturday morning to do our ninth podcast and uh, today we thought we would mix it up a little bit. Today's episode is five questions to get to know JNC Toronto Real Estate Group. I feel like this is like a dating thing, like a, uh, like a speed dating. Speed dating, five questions. What's, which way do I need to swipe to not choose you two? <laughs> <laughs> Too late, you've already chosen us. Uh, so today's going to be a little bit real estate, a little personal. And by the end of the podcast, we hope that you'll have gotten to know us just a little bit more in depth. Because we like to get deep sometimes. Actually, we're not all that deep with each other, but uh, you know, we hope <laughs> it's pretty shallow. Our relationship. No, look at the two of us. are like, oh, well, not when you're around. I guess we leave is when we sit there and like lament over life. I know. And when I leave, when I'm out painting and fixing things at a listing, the girls are having deep conversations. It's true. Sometimes John will come home to him and be like, what are you guys? Ooh, oh, okay, boy, never yeah, mind. <laughs> Gonna go inside of the uh, <laughs> So we hope it, uh, you know, doesn't get too weird today. We actually hope it actually does. You know, a little Usually weirdness does. is good. So I'm weird. All right. So um, Cheryl, we had a little pre-production meeting yesterday, and we were talking about five questions um, that we thought would be good to get to know us. A little bit of real estate. Um, I have here that people already know a little bit about us. So why don't you talk about right here? Right. Uh, well, many of you know either from this podcast or from knowing us personally or my Instagram that John and I used to work on cruise ships. Which is super cool. Yeah, it's a conversation piece. That's right. Is it? Super cool. Is it? (laughs) (laughs) And that Nicole used to sell 
horses. Which is super cool. That is super cool. Like standard fun fact, right? (laughs) You can whip it out at a party and everyone's like, whoa, so cool. Well, and and you don't, I don't know if you know it's a random fun fact until you keep getting that reaction. You're like, oh, I guess that is a random fun fact. And other people repeat it about you. They're like, this is Cheryl. She used to work on a cruise ship. You're like, I'm so much more. (laughs) There is more depth to us than that. Right? Can I talk about when I first found out that Nicole sold horses? Absolutely. We were both at our desk typing and she said something about horses and was like, onion, because she's like an onion. I'm like, I keep learning all these layers about you that I would never expect just from knowing Nicole Norton, the real estate agent. Well, let's hope that today, listeners and viewers, you're going to peel back a few onion layers for both Nicole, John, and Cheryl, both or all three of us. (laughs) Both of us. Both of us. (laughs) Cheryl and I are one of the same. Exactly. (laughs) We're going to get started and go straight into this with our first question. And uh, this How are we going to do this? It's it's going to be simple. It's going to be the same question. We're going to round table it. Okay. 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 So, but we're going to start this. Can we comment on other people's? Absolutely. There, There is a conversation. We have five questions. I figured it out. If we each answer and give about three minutes per answer with some banter. Hopefully we'll keep this to under an hour. Are you timing us? Yes, three always. Three minute buzzer. <laughs> Honestly, that's interesting, but not too interesting. <laughs> so I think this is a good question to get us all started out with. Nicole, what brought you to real estate? So that's a great question. It is a bit vague though too, like what brought me like in my soul to be interested <laughs> to real estate or yes. what physically happened in the Can you combine the two the and make it a three minute answer? Yeah, we only have time for two. two. <laughs> You already used it for seconds, so you better hurry up. We got time for two layers of onion. Uh, what brought you to real estate? Well, when my horse business, which is very interesting, uh, died uh, a long, slow death. Horses died? The business died. Okay. Okay. I um, decided I wanted to get into something else. Have we already told this, these stories on podcast I don't think too? So. No, it's my fun deep. fact Fridays. Okay, okay, yeah. sorry. So I decided <laughs> what do I want to do? What do I want to do? I spent two years doing weird stuff, managing random companies, blah, blah, blah. And then I decided I really want to help people. So I um, went back and did pre med. And uh, I failed. As you do. Mis- <laughs> Actually, I didn't even fail. I did so well. I got 90% on all my like pre-med exams and all my applications. I was so proud of myself. And the entrance exams those that year to actually get into med school was 98%. Wow. I was like, I tried so hard and I wasn't even close. So not that. So then I got a job working for an old mentor of mine who had been, um, who was a realtor. And I was still looking for something I could do to really help people and started working in tandem with her and her team. And I was like, wow, she helps a lot of people. This may not be med school, but this is a really cool way to (laughs) To help people. Make a difference. I mean, med school would have helped for the psychiatrist part of it. But, um, yeah, yeah. so that's, that's- That's kind of how you wandered your way into the real estate realm. So wanting to help people and helping somebody while you were trying to figure out what you were doing who was already in real estate. That's right. Opened up a door for you. That's right. Right. I like it. John, what's your answer? Well, this is interesting because we may have some similar answer. I put answer same as John. Same as John, yeah. (laughs) I can tell you, and as you already know, Cheryl and I worked on cruise ships. Uh, I did it for years. I was a lifer, started when I was very young and, uh, you know, trying to work. I know, but it was fun. It was fun. (laughs) I worked 20 hours a week. Uh, It was a very... I don't want to say illustrious job, but it's one of the better jobs on the ship. So it was hard for me to launch from that. There was <laughs> there was really nowhere to go either. Being an art auctioneer on ships is, is probably no. You can't like become head of 
anything really. And, uh, you know, there's no retirement package or plan or anything like that. So when I met Cheryl quite a few years ago, uh, I was already in the midst of that career. Cheryl had worked on ships as well. So I convinced her to come with me to work on ships. And then we started to come up with an exit plan. Now, a few of our colleagues that had also sold art on ships had uh, pulled the chute and were able to escape the cruise ship lifestyle, um, going from art auctioneers, moving back to, to Canada and actually all around the world. There's a few in South Africa now that have done this and uh, got into real estate. And I, I think that our job selling art on cruise ships, the skills that we had there translate quite nicely into being a, a realtor. With regards to, you know, it is sales. It's about building relationships. It's about lead generation, uh, customer service. So, you know, Cheryl and I uh, got off. It was a, a plan, a life by design. We saved up a little. We went straight into real estate for the most part full time. And uh, and here we are like seven, eight years later after we got off ships um, with a thriving real estate business. So you saw other people doing real estate and thought, I could do that too. Yeah. Yeah, it's not one of those like, oh, I like houses. I want to be an agent too. I know. Hey, <laughs> sure, I do like houses, but but also don't knock those people. No, of course not. We just, <laughs> well, we hear a lot of people that want to get into it. Whatever you start, yeah, you don't know what you're starting when you start it. So how, whatever brings you here isn't necessarily what keeps you here. Yeah, yeah. and John made the comment that other people, other art directors and art auctioneers, had made that. Um, change from ships to land doing real estate. And you looked at me when you asked that question, like that was my answer as well. That was not my answer. That is not my answer. Because no. I didn't care that anyone else got off ships and did real estate. I was not actually that interested in doing real estate. John convinced me to go back to ships and then had to convince me to do real estate with him. Yeah. But what we've learned along the way, and what I knew already as well to begin with, is that the skills are transferable, as he talked about. And I think that we didn't realize how many of the skills we had from ships transferred to real estate. Like we thought my organization and my management background, yeah. your auctioneer and sales would be it, but actually like open houses are the same as gallery hours yeah. and things like that, right? Yeah. Um, also, I thought since we're so used to working together as a team and on ships, like you are working together as a team. Yeah, we're stuck know? in we're <laughs> a hundred square feet kind of idea. Yeah, like we work together, we ate together, we went out and poured together. Like you learn each other's skills, where your strengths and weaknesses are. So we knew also starting in real estate together that we knew how to prop each other up, how to help each other move forward. And that's nice. Yeah, and we haven't killed each other yet. So a lot of people have asked us, what is it like working with your partner in life? and also being partners in business. And we've yeah. made it work. You know, communication is key, we always say. On a scale of one to 10, how much do you like working with your partner? 15 and a half out of 10. That's a great answer. There it is, I right? Know. And straight in, okay. no hesitation. Yeah. I was yeah. gonna be, I was gonna be honest. <laughs> Today, 15 out of 10. Some days, maybe two out of 10, I don't know. I'd say 10 out of 10 yeah, all the good. time, even when it's bad, because we had that experience on ships, even the hard times, like we can get it through. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's great. So there's our yeah. story. Yeah. And I think he's he, annoying. Don't get me wrong. I worked with my spouse, like my partner, and I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. I would never do it again just based on that experience. It was really yeah. difficult. Okay. We hear that all the time. Too. Yeah. I could yeah. never work with my partner. I'm like, I don't, I can't imagine not working with my partner. It gives us so much to discuss. And when we're not at work and, 
we are constantly bouncing ideas off of. And what do you, what do you always say that we can experience the... No, the celebrate the victories and commiserate together. Yeah. So, you know, it's not all wins, but... We, but we understand each other, yeah. what we're going through in our job. Like we come, someone comes home from work, doesn't say, oh, this happened in the office. You know, this person's like, boring, boring yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah, that is an important piece. Yeah. That is an important piece. It's hard to understand how soul-crushing and exhilarating. It can be, because there's a lot of highs and a lot of lows. And I think that for realtors out there who have a spouse that does another job that might be more nine to five, that can put a strain on the relationship because the hours are all over the place. Agreed. And they may not, yeah, they may not totally understand what goes into, you know, being an agent and being a psychologist (laughs) for your clients and, uh, you know, being crushed and all the stress that can come with more difficult transactions and clients. But uh, yeah, it's it's nice that Cheryl and I can, and Nicole too, because all all, all three of us can. Mary? Our other spouse? Yeah. (laughs) I do. (laughs) Yeah. Not, in a non-creepy way. In a non-creepy way. In a non-creepy way. Someone told me the other day, actually, he's like, you know, some people gossip that you guys have like some like creepy like thing. And I was like, really? No one's ever mentioned that to me. It was someone not from our brokerage. Oh. It was external to our brokerage okay. uh, from the other side of was town. Was it another realtor? Well. Yes, it was. Oh, wow. Interesting. Will you tell me after the podcast? Yeah, I will. Yeah, okay. I just don't want to show the person out, but I will tell you. I forgot to okay. tell you that. Yeah. I'm interested to know too. Funny. All right, so that brings us around to. Sorry, do you have something to add, Cheryl? Is our nine minutes up? Uh, yeah, okay. it's gone. Let's 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 next keep gone. Next. Yeah. So our next question is: What is something that may surprise people to know about you? I'd like you to go first, John. This time, <laughs> I'm going first. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, let's, let's because I want to be surprised. I want to. <laughs> well, is it going to surprise her, or is this we, something we already know? I, she already kind of knows, but she may learn a little bit more about that. Okay. Okay. So um, there's an infamous story in rock and roll circles about Van Halen, and it is specifically Van Halen. I looked it up this morning, but I Cheryl. Feel like I heard it. You from may other have. Bands. Um, and uh, it was there's there's a story about a demand in their rider. Now a rider is requirements for um, basically everything that the band would want in their dressing room and and for their I want four Diet Cokes, exactly. 15 Cokes, only Cokes, not Pepsi. Especially within catering. So, yeah. um, and this demand was that they have five pounds of M&Ms. I don't know where the five pounds part came in. It's actually a big bowl of M&Ms with uh, no brown ones, no exception. And this is the urban legend or myth. Yeah, this was the urban myth that's been going around in rock and roll circles. Is it because the brown ones taste different? Brown. No, and there is a reason Awful. to this, but I can tell you firsthand that this is 100% true. Because how do you know? I was going to say because <laughs> I, I I was the one that picked out all the brown M and M's. You were on Van in Van Halen. Well, no, I was not in Van. Of course, it would not oh, be a Van band Halen. member that's doing that. It actually had to do with the catering company. So, um, yeah, my summer jobs when I was much younger, uh, and this was through a family friend actually. My dad's second wife, her kids owned a catering company that catered all the rock shows that came through Toronto at the Grandstand at the CNE, and so um, in '83, '84, and '85. Uh, parts of the summer, I was working backstage at rock shows, and uh, as part of the catering team, I would have to supply all of the snacks and everything like that into their, into the green room and the the in their trailer and everything like that. And so, sure enough, part of their rider, and I've seen it, said uh, bowl of M and M's, no brand ones, no exceptions. Now, the reason they did this is to make sure that people would actually read the rider. In a, not to be exa- jerky, not not to just go through it. They wanted to make sure that people read each and every line, and that nothing would get missed. So I ate a lot of brown M and M's. I was going to ask what you did with them. them. Yeah. I did, and uh, you know, it was just it was a pretty wild experience because I was like you know ten, eleven, and twelve. Yeah. 
and uh, 10, 11, 12 working backstage at rock shows. Pretty, pretty f- interesting times. Let's put it that I way. I believe that someone is going to call some sort of lawyer. L- labor laws. Oh, yeah. stuff. <laughs> it was the 80s. Yeah. It, it, exactly. It was the 80s. Anything was went. So, um, so yeah, that, that might surprise some people to know that I worked backstage at rock how shows. How many cavities and, do you have? Um, well, I've had my share. Let's put it that way. Do you think it's from the brown M&M's? Uh, that could have been what started it all. Did you eat any non-brown M&M's? Of course I did. <laughs> do they taste different than I the red M&M's? I can't imagine no. eating different. Like, I have so many brown ones to eat. This is essentially my job. I'll have a green also. Yeah, like, but just to uh, see if it tastes different. Like, wouldn't a child's mind true. be like, why they don't like the So did it taste, taste different? The same? I, I think it's more of a psychological thing. No one likes the brown ones. Uh, red, I, I went red, for the red, red ones. Red's everyone's yeah. favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, to me, brown is chocolate color. Okay. So it's like a chocolate chocolate. Oh, there you go. But red you know, is like, maybe it's cherry, cherry chocolate. Cherry Coke. Does that candy. sound delicious though? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. Well, let, let, me ask, uh, let me ask you then, Cheryl. What is something that may surprise people to know about you? You guys already have heard this answer oh, before. I was excited <laughs> to learn something new. I, I wish I could think of something new, but you guys, I'm very vocal about who I am and I'm very reflective. So I'm always being like, I wonder if I think about this. I don't know. So you guys know everything about me. Not everything, but <laughs> enough. Um, I, I would here, hope I do. I, <laughs> guys, I'm a really big Depeche Mode fan. No way. No idea. <laughs> I really like concerts. No, um, something that I don't even think you two knew until I told you is that I'm an introvert. Oh, oh yeah. yes. I don't think for somebody to meet me, they'd know how much anxiety I get yep. being in front of people or that I have to plug in to get my energy because I come off like I'm just as excitable as the two of you. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to say fake it till you make it, but she is kind of faking the, not faking it. She's, she'll push on through. Yes. That's yeah. what it is. It's a challenge and I'm uncomfortable, but I do it anyways because I like the end result of being around people and <laughs> talking yes. to people. It just It's scary for me to jump in every time. Right. Every time, which right. is so crazy to me even after so many years that I still feel that way. People think that Cheryl's so outgoing and bubbly yeah. and vivacious and, and yeah. she is. I like vivacious. <laughs> but she likes to call herself an introverted, no, an extroverted introvert. You actually called me that a long time ago oh, and I was cool. like, huh. Oh. That yeah, makes sense. That checks out. Yeah. Whereas we get energy from people. Cheryl's like, I've given my energy to the people. Yes. Now yeah. I need to go into... Yeah, she the... needs to come back and put herself into a hyperbaric chamber and just recharge <laughs> like Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> I am Darth <Yeah>. Vader. <laughs> uh, all right, why don't you ask Nicole? <laughs> why don't you ask me? Dear Nicole, what is something that may surprise people to know about you? Oh, it is. Are you going to tell us something we don't know? I don't. I don't know. Same thing. I mean, who knows the most about me is probably you, right? Like, (laughs) um, and I struggled with this one because there was a lot of things, and I was like, I could do like a serious one because we're not that serious that often. But then, no, I didn't go with a really serious one. So something that may surprise people. So part A is that when I was um, fifteen. I thought you were going to say 50. 50. I was like, <laughs> when I was 50, I had, that's when right, I bought a DeLorean. And oh. what I did was, <laughs> uh, when I was 15, I got a fake ID, which many people do, whatever, yeah, right? Sure. You know, people want to. Did you do that? Of course. Yeah. Did I do that? Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah of yeah. course, we all did. But the reason I got a fake ID was so that I could get a full-time job selling insurance with Scotiabank. 
<laughs> and obviously oh they wouldn't have hired me if they knew I was 15. So, and you should have went to wherever he went to get his job. Did they not have a, so, like, a social insurance number requirement? It was the 80s. Yeah. It, was it was the, the 80s. 90s. Not the 80s. Yeah, okay, the 80s. <laughs> um, yeah but just, and I don't think they cared. They needed people. And and I still went to high school. Like It's not like I dropped out of school. I went to high school during the day. This is so Nicole. Right? And then at night, from like 3 to 9 every night, I w and I was so young. I was thinking about this last night as I thought about it. I was so young that I would take the streetcar home. I was still living with my parents, obviously. My mom didn't even think I was old enough to walk from the streetcar stop four blocks up in High Park to, to our house. She would walk to the streetcar stop to walk me home. Okay. In my business <laughs> Did attire. Did you know you had? <laughs> Not really. Oh like God. she knew I was at work, but she didn't realize I had a full-time job selling insurance for the bank. Uh, here oh, here I am, like Cheryl and I, like even Cheryl's fake ID for, for bars and stuff like that. And yeah, <clears throat> and here's Nicole. I need to that, sell insurance. But that is so in line with our old lady, Nicole. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it was, everyone's like, didn't people notice? I was like, no. Why would they have noticed? Like, yeah. I sounded like I was like wearing I was... glasses and a mustache. That's <laughs> 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 funny. Yes. Yeah. I didn't know that. No. That was a good story. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Nicole and John both had working too young to we be able to working, do these jobs, right? right? Did you see the look she gave me when I said that it was the 80s? Yeah, she was She's like, like no. It, is it was not the, the 80s. 80s. It was the 90s. I am not that old, Cheryl. <laughs> <sighs> yes. Uh, cool. so that was a good one. Yeah. yeah. I, that's something that Cheryl and I had yeah. no idea about you. Also, like, I mean, part C is my name is Nicole and I'm a recovered workaholic. Like, right. that continued oh. on and on and I on. I put workaholic on one of my answers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a recovered why, workaholic. That's why you're my work wife. Yeah. <laughs> I went to recovery like four wife, to five years wife. ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, Getting very... Interesting. We said it was going to get a little weird, folks. And I just stepped on my foot. Uh, all right, let's keep it moving along. Okay, all right, sorry. Uh, I'm going to ask you this, Cheryl. Sure. What is your favorite oh, neighborhood? Super loaded question. This is a hard, yeah. Yeah, almost is, the right? hardest one. I know. When we did this on Fun Fact Fridays, you two took a, a second to think and you said a, a neighborhood. Like you had no problem saying something after you gave it a thought. I changed. I'm hoping that you guys have different answers. I changed now. too. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. But I answered, and it's the same this time, that I really struggle with this. And I don't know if either, well, you've definitely been in front of me when someone asks me, a client, about a neighborhood. I get so excited. Like, I'm looking at these places in Regent Park. I'm looking at these places in Roncesville. I'm looking at these places in Riverside. Like, I get so excited about telling everybody about that one neighborhood they're interested in. I can't in. believe you started with Regent Park. By the way, <laughs> Regent Park's probably not her favorite no, neighborhood. No, it's, and I did it because it's not my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Because I wanted to also just basically, oh, now you got me off topic. <laughs> Um, I love every central Toronto neighborhood. There's some that I love more than others, but I get super excited about all of them. And I love them all for different reasons. Like, you know, if it's restaurants or walkability or parks and, and each one has something a little bit different. I lived in Bloor West Village for a long time and I love Bloor West right. Village. I love walking around Trinity Bellwoods in Little Italy. That's sort of like where you always get the most eye candy, the most restaurants. Yeah. We love Queen Street East and Riverside yeah. because we know a lot of the owners and the BIA director. Sure. Sure. So, I mean, I don't, I almost feel like they're all my favorites and I can just have to rank them to see which one's my least favorite. Regent Park. <laughs> <laughs> but you like those buildings about, in Regent Park and it's a great little yeah. like. He, no, I still so like Regent Park, yeah. but I say to you that I feel like Regent Park is a suburb. 
It feels like a suburb in the middle of the city. Because it's mm -hmm. Circle K and Popeyes and there's, there's all no these mom and pop. Raba, yeah. Well, LeBeau. 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 And yeah. it's great. The athletic center and all that's great. But great. for the walkability, you don't get the like the cool mom and pop restaurants yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. And that's so, kind of our yeah. mind. That's true. It feels like if you like the convenience of all these chains and franchises, it's all there along right. Dundas Street. So have you recu recused yourself from that question? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Cheryl can't answer. That's fair enough. Yeah. And what did you answer last time? Do you remember? I did the same thing. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's your. Okay, time. what Cheryl is referring to is she did a series uh, for the past few years. It's been a while since she's done it called Fun Fact Friday. I only did it for a couple of months. It was great though, really like well two years received. Ago. Yeah, yeah, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Let's see if we can bring that back. But it was it was a lot of work because I pre-planned all the questions for weeks, and then yeah. I'd have to go around and film all you guys with the answers, but I couldn't let you all know what the other what the when questions were. When we have were, an admin, and, that will yeah. be yes. their jobs. And then yeah. I had to. When like we had edit our it and yeah. put it on our Insta stories and yeah, it was great. I loved it too, but it was just I'm it was, was busy and and it stressed me out. Yeah, <laughs> and actually, the this podcast episode idea I think was born from mm -hmm. that, and it was Cheryl that came up with. We wanted to do something a little bit lighter, and so thank you, Cheryl, for that. When so, I asked our Insta story followers, I said like, "What do you want to see more of? Do you want to see more properties? Do you want to have more educational?" Do and Lots of people said all of the above, but so many people mentioned Fun Fact Fridays. Nice. So I think that we all know if you're a forward-facing person at any business, like people want to get to know you and they want to know, you know, the person behind the personality. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Nicole, favorite neighborhood? I decided I really want to like get it down to like two or three. <laughs> um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go do High Park. That's okay. one of my top. What's old is new again. I grew up there. Aww. It's you feeling nostalgic? Uh, I, I guess, yeah. But everything is there. Like you have the park to walk the dogs. You have Roncesville's for everything. Like everything you need is there. Ronte is a different neighborhood. But it's adjacent, <laughs> so you can walk but there. But so is the junction. Yes. Yeah. It's it, the public. I remember as a kid living there, the public transportation was a little bit of like a, uh, not so great. Like Subway. especially the closer you get to the lake. Yeah. yeah, there was one bus that went up and down Parkside. You'd have to stand there forever or walk in the freezing cold Pretty in sure a wind tunnel. Yeah. I know, it's the same. <laughs> so public transit. But, um, but you have the subway, which is great. And I think all the neighborhoods along the Bloor subway are yes. great because you have real ease of moving around the city. Yeah. Access, right? I also love the beach. Yes. Okay. Oh, that's what you said last time. Yeah, I really do love it. Similar vibes, east side and west side, I guess, right? Yeah, and, and but there's the beach. Yeah. And, uh, it's cottagey. It's cottagey. Hmm. It's very hard to commute in and out of yeah. for our profession. You know, we drive all over the city Feels. and the GTA constantly, and it's just, it makes no sense. Feels like a little town within Toronto. It does yeah. feel like a little town. It's a bit of a bubble. Yeah. It's great. It's great if you could stay in that town, but if your job <laughs> requires you to go to the other towns around town... <laughs> Because Queen Street and Kingston are the only ways in and out. They're both one lane, really. Yeah. And Queen has, actually, because Kingston as well has a streetcar. Yeah. yeah. So. And parking during, you know, yeah. non-peak times. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's it, it is tough. Yeah. But the people that are in the beach usually will stay in the beach. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They love it. Yes. And people in High Park. A lot of times will stay in the park. All right. As an aside. <laughs> in High Park. <laughs> they just stay <laughs> in the there. park. <laughs> Do you call it the beach or the beaches? Huh? I call it the beach. Okay. Like we're... Because for our listeners out there, that's a big bone a of contention. Yeah. It is. It Which is. one is it? If you look it up on Google Maps, it says the beaches. Okay. 
Well, there are it could more. be both. Yeah. There's been lots it, of fights back both. and forth. Anyway, and it's not like each. old. It's not like old school, new school. There's some old schools that ca call it either or, and yeah. there's some new schools yeah. that call like, it either if or. If I were going yeah. to a different beach, I would name the beach. If I say the beach, that's what I mean. Where are you going? I'm going to Wasega Beach. I wouldn't just say like the beach. Uh, to me, that's the beach. All the other beaches have a name in front of the word the beach. But the area is more than one. So the beaches, <sighs> the neighborhood, I should say. Okay, you're, not, you're talking about going to the beach. Do you go to the beach when you're at the beach? Yeah, that's why I like the beach. <laughs> All right, what's your favorite neighborhood? <laughs> All right, yeah, we got sidetracked a little. Sorry about that. Nine minutes. <clears throat> Sorry, we don't care. That's uh, fine. I'll be quick. <laughs> when we were coming up with, I guess, copy for our website as well, um, picking our favorite neighborhoods, I'd initially said Trinity Bellwoods and Riverside. Yeah. I'm changing it. Both okay. of them? Yes. To Regent Park? Of course. No, Rexdale. Oh, no, just kidding. I know. I uh, actually like Rex. The racetrack is there. Right? Yeah, that's right. I grew up in Rexdale. Horses, that's that's something not a lot of people knew about that's me. That's Charlotte grew up in Exactly. You know, every, every single neighborhood in this city has redeeming qualities. And no neighborhood is perfect either. But for me, Little Italy. It is. Uh, Cheryl and I have had long, hard thinks about which areas we think we could live in if it wasn't for Leslieville right now. Um, and if it was not. If, if it, it wasn't for Leslieville. We all love Leslieville. We all love Leslieville. Absolutely. We all live nearby here in Leslieville. You're in Riverdale. in Riverdale. Yeah, you're in Liverdale. We're in Liverdale. <laughs> Liverdale. <laughs> Liverdale. It, we should have called it Liverdale. Yeah, absolutely. So, the, Little Italy. I... For a time, lived on Queen Street West, West uh, Queen West. I've never known that about you. I know. I'm a, <laughs> he I was mentions a, it every time we I was pass. a Queen West guy. But I, I love the houses there. I love the fact that it is a neighborhood that's nestled in between so many other neighborhoods. And for Cheryl and I, we're big walkers. Walkability is huge. It's one of the things that um, is not my favorite about the pocket of Leslieville that we live in right now. It's about a 10, 15 minute walk to anything other than our little strip uh, at Coxwell and Girard. Which little is some, India. And Little India, which is some great shops. But uh, if we were to be, and we, when we may move towards that side, um, just the fact that you could walk up to... Koreatown, you can walk over to Ronsi, you can walk east over to Kensington Market, King West, Queen West. Those are all the neighborhoods that just surround it, let alone literally do west as well, little, let alone Little Italy itself. And there's so many fantastic restaurants, a lot of mom and pop shops. And so for that reason, that is my newest favorite neighborhood, according to John, uh, January, sorry, February 2024. It's true. We should do a check-in like every year. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that we this will give you guys a chance to do what I do. Need the wall. That's true. Sure, we just, yeah. Because you said it's a close walk to this and a close walk to that. I'm like, it's right beside Little Portugal. You didn't yeah. even mention Little Portugal. Yeah. Ozington Street <laughs> Oh, the Ozington Strip, Strip. Which is fantastic. There's yeah. just so much. That you I thought you'd say Parkdale for sure. Oh, yeah. You could walk to Parkdale from there. Oh, you yeah. thought I would say Parkdale as my favorite neighborhood? Because oh, I did live in Parkdale for a while yes, as well. Yes, you did. And it's changed. It really has changed from when I lived there about uh, 10, 15 years ago. Hmm. Anywho. So let's move on to our next question. <laughs> How are we doing for time here? We're doing pretty good. Um, next question is uh, favorite restaurant, and I'm gonna back it over to you, Nicole. What's your favorite restaurant? This so time? I went wide on this. this. Was a these were all hard questions. They sound generic, but they're not. So I went big. What's my favorite restaurant ever? Oh. <gasps> and I looked it up last night. It's closed, actually, <laughs> okay. but I'm like, still going with down? it. Closed down? Yeah. That's yeah. funny. It's um, it's in L.A. And it's called uh -huh. uh, Bazaar. It was the Jose Andreas restaurant. It was the first Jose Andreas restaurant I ever went to in the SLS Hotel. They've closed it now. Is it because Jose Andreas is busy feeding the world? 
Uh, no, I think COVID. I think during uh, COVID they closed because now he's opened two new restaurants okay. in yeah. LA. But also during COVID, he was busy food, feeding, feeding the world. The world. It right. was the best meal I've ever had in my life. It's the best experience I've ever had in my life eating-wise. And therefore, he's my favorite chef. Since eating at that restaurant, I used to travel around going to all his restaurants. Recently, you were a groupie. I was. Recently <laughs> in Vegas, I went to that bizarre meet with my friend when we went to Vegas, and yeah. that was also a really good restaurant. For nice. both meat and non-meat. They have this like crazy tomato carpaccio thing. And wow. I was gonna ask if it was because it was the food, was it the experience, was it who you're with? Because I think all of those things can change what you feel about a restaurant. Could even be like one server was great or one server was terrible. It take away from all the other things that you're experiencing, right? But you'd say the overall everything? Overall everything. Cool. Food, Food. experience. And, and they gave me this olive. It was called a liquid olive and it was in a spoon and it just looked like this like flaccid thing and you ate it and it was the skin of an olive with all this olive juice in it. And I'll never forget, I ate it and the person I was with was like, oh God, was it disgusting? And I was like, it was the best thing I've ever had in my life. Why? And they were like, you should see your face right now. It looks so <laughs> wow. I was like, it's blowing my mind. It was so good. Can you pick a Toronto restaurant? Yeah, just, just name <laughs> Just one. for good measure. Yeah. So given that you, I thought you might ask that, I really had to think and it always changes. Okay. Right now, I'm gonna say my favorite Toronto restaurant is a restaurant called Le Swan. It's a French restaurant. French? Oh yeah, you like French as well. I oh, do yeah. like French, yeah. but they have like the best um, steak tartare. I went there once after a different dinner because the first dinner wasn't big enough. With Tula that time, we were walking. She's like, do you wanna go for a second dinner? We just popped into this place. Right. It's like a diner. Where is it? It's, on uh, Queen, Queen okay. West. Queen West, okay. Yeah. Let's one, yeah. We, we, yeah learned, okay. we learned something new about Nicole. She eats second dinners. Good Honestly, you. it's so fun. <laughs> like now we're getting too old to like, let's eat and go to the club. Let's eat a dinner and then walk and so eat a second, and dinner. second dinner. <laughs> do you That's have amazing. like a, is it two small dinners, two full dinners? You can only do it if first dinner is small. Okay. Okay. So like first dinner is appetizers, really. Kind of, kind of was. Are you yeah. here for dinner? Nope, just appetizers. Have second dinner, dinner over there. <laughs> Delicious. John, what is your favorite restaurant? Okay, this is, uh, I thought you'd both choose kind of fancy ones. Um, and I didn't didn't know that there was going to be like my favorite restaurant in the world. So now you got me thinking. Right? I know. So I'm going to start with, uh, it's funny. My favorite thing to eat is tacos. Absolutely. So... I was not going to say my favorite restaurant full experience. Cheryl and I were really fortunate. To, uh, somebody uh, could not make their reservations at Allo, and Cheryl and I went there, and that was Amazing. a phenomenal experience. And there's another restaurant that I really wanted to try. I'm not going to name it, but we went recently. I wanted to love it so much, and I didn't necessarily because the service wasn't as great as I wanted it to be. Um, still, it was, wasn't as great as yeah, we it was. But uh, but I'm going to I'm going to choose something cheer, cheap and cheerful, and it's actually a restaurant that is closed as well. They've moved actually. Okay. And uh, that is Tacos 101. <laughs> Tacos 101. And it's their original location, which was yes. 101 Dundas Street East. Uh, which is now a condo. It's now a condo. Yeah, so that's at the corner of Church and Dundas. And I've always loved street tacos. Done a lot of traveling on cruise ships, especially over in Mexico. I could eat street tacos uh, until they go out of style. And they were affordable there. Yeah. They were delicious. Corn yeah. tortillas, just oh, amazing. Yeah, and we have since right been now. to their new location, which is in Kensington on oh, Baldwin. And it's still great, it but is it's great. just not quite as as good. So tacos one hundred one. Tacos were there were so they're so good. good. So favorite restaurant. There you go. Um, you know, I was gonna say you can never go wrong with say Taroni's, which is something that we it's keep going Taroni. to. It's just Taroni. 
I know Taroni. Well, there's multiple of them. <laughs> there's right? mul- you can never go wrong with Taroni. <laughs> with a Taroni, right. yeah. I also. But love that. Uh, and and people, I thought it was like Tacos 101. It's like, oh, you learn tacos, Tacos 101. But it was actually because know. that was the address, uh, 101. Did you really think that? I did. Stupid <sighs> me. I thought the same thing. We we're just talking yeah. like Tacos 101. Like this is where you start in your yeah. taco experience of life. Yeah. It was a very small place that didn't really fit people either. Like everyone's sort of coming out the door to order. It was really tiny, so it was very felt like Mexican street meat. And because you got me thinking about restaurants anywhere in the world, uh, we just got back recently for a trip from a trip for my 50th birthday, and we went to a place in Barcelona called... You're 50? I know, I'm old. We went to a place in Barcelona called El Nacional, and it was phenomenal. We didn't have like a full meal experience, but we did go up to the Oyster Bar, and they have like five different sections, five different little mini restaurants in this beautifully designed old pavilion-like building. It was like a market. It, it was, but not but like, not like La, Boca, La Bocaria is yeah, no. a much totally different experience. Yeah. And we got there right when it opened uh, and there was already people lined up. So if you ever get the chance to go check out El Nacional, uh, the experience is just absolutely yeah. phenomenal. And I'd have to probably name that as my favorite restaurant right now in the world. Mm. I would, I would say that I've never had oysters that delicious yeah. in my life and oh. like no toppings, you know, like just here you fresh, have to have yeah. like the horseradish or yeah. something like that. Like, like you, I, mm. Like I've thought about it so many good. times since. Same, same. I wish we'd um, had a discussion that we were naming outside of Toronto restaurants. I could have been here all day. I could have done a <laughs> podcast yeah. on restaurants. Um, are you? Is that? But what it, did then? you choose, yeah. Cheryl? What is your favorite restaurant? Well, I assumed. Nicole, that that was a Toronto question, and I put impossible. I know, we actually been having the notes, best of Toronto. Anyway, sorry, I didn't have these. Right. Yeah, because, oh, I'm going to, that's right, I'm going to shout out an, an amazing account on Instagram, yeah. So, we know that you're a foodie, yeah. and we know that you just eat all the food. Um, I'd say I'm somewhere in between. I love to try every restaurant, and this started when I was in university, and I would get an hour iweekly, and I would circle all the restaurants that I want to try. So, I started this long list of places to go before I die. Before a bucket list was like an actual nameless thing. thing. Yeah. Sure. And uh, I still have this list and there's still places on it that we're trying to check off. And there's so many places that have closed down that I didn't yeah. get a chance Eastern to go 990. to. Eastern 990. Um, so I'm constantly like, ooh, I want to try that. Ooh, I want to try that. If I had to narrow it down to one favorite, like overall experience or where I'm eating and saying, mmm, the whole time, I couldn't think of something. Because you could change it next yes. year. Yes. Yeah. Next year's podcast when we do this. But. But, but the object here is to name something. But I always love pizza. I am not as big a Taroni fan as you two. Yeah. I am more of a pizzeria libretto fan. Right. So, and usually there's two you know, fa- factions because yeah. they're both Napolitan style pizza. Yeah. Uh, just slightly different. You're allowed to actually pick different toppings at Pizzeria Libre. Yeah, they're pretty strict. <laughs> they're the pizza Nazis over at uh, Taroni. Um, uh, Porta Bravo. Porta Bravo. I thought about yeah. mentioning Porta Bravo. It's a taco place just down the street from us, uh, kind of at it's the amazing. bottom of Ashdale uh, on, on Gerard. Gerard. It's uh, Bib Gourmand, recognized by the folks at Michelin. Michelin, yeah. And to your point, like Aloe is a Michelin-starred restaurant. It gets named number one restaurant in Toronto all the time. I wouldn't necessarily say that it was mm. up there as one of my favorites. It was a great experience. Though. It was a great experience. Yeah. The food was delicious, not to take away from the fact that it deserves to be definitely where it is. Yeah. But, you know, you're trying to think of something that blew your socks off for whatever reason. Maybe it's experience, maybe it's the person you're with, whatnot. I also put Gus Tacos. Every time there's a place for lease here in the East End, I'm like, is that gonna be a Duck Gus Tacos? Because <laughs> they don't really have a, they don't have an East End location. And it's it's affordable, it's always good. I've it's, never been. That's so part of the so reason like, why you need to go. It's affordable. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Like five dollars like a taco, yeah, the fish tacos are fantastic, yeah. <laughs> 
So <laughs> you're not with food, though, really. Let's be honest. So Cheryl's True. named yeah. a couple. Um, canoe for views. We had a, one of our first big dates there. Yep, canoe, and I've many been many ago. times, and I don't like to go to the rest, the same restaurant over and over again. There's very few that I choose to go to more than once. But canoe, I've been to multiple times and always have a great meal. experience. Great experience. Meal. Unless it's really cloudy and you can't see anything. Yeah, yeah, it's the experience in a lot of cases, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. And your experience can change with the with the menu. Uh, it can it yep. change with your servers. Uh, it can change with the views and the weather. So. But now I want to name like a worldwide one. Okay, pick one. I don't know, like okay. anything in Italy, probably like that walnut pasta in Genoa. Oh, like when so we were on working on cruise ships. Yeah. Like I remember saying mm, every single time I took a bite of that thing. Yeah. <laughs> like there probably is. How about I don't the, know, the bar caniente that we went to? Yeah, in with Barcelona? the squid squid sandwiches. Squid sandwiches. Oh, so good. Oh, squid sandwiches. That's friggin' delicious. You would have loved this sandwich. Oh my Crispy, God. salty, umami. It was so good. Anyway, this is not a okay. food podcast, Sorry. but let me actually shout out because if you're interested in knowing what some of the best industry people and chefs uh, and people in the hospitality and trends, and trends are in oh, yeah. Toronto... On Instagram, go to T-O underscore finest. Uh, they've got a chef series called Best of Toronto. They're content creators. And it's fantastic. He speaks with some of the leading chefs in Toronto, what their favorite go-to places are for, favorite pizza, favorite uh, restaurant, favorite burger, you name it. Um, head on over there. They've got some phenomenal content. And, so and they I just did one at the end of 2023 that was gathering the most restaurants that were in. Like they'd ask all these different chefs questions yeah. and which were the most common answers. Best of 2023. Yeah. 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 So they've got uh, Pizzeria Badali's always gets yeah. mentioned yeah, so yeah. that? at dover court yeah, well, yeah. and uh, for burgers burger drops which i love cheryl's not a huge fan of their yeah, sauce I like but the sauce that uh, much. i think they're but i like a good smash burger yeah. like yeah. we could do favorite smash burger favorite taco so favorite hungry. pizza i know <laughs> let's wrap this up so we can okay. eat okay? next question so next is our final question okay and um i'm gonna ask nicole we'll yeah go back to where they started yeah. nicole can you tell us what's your favorite part of being a realtor. I've said this every time you've asked. This is a hard question. Yes. Um, my favorite part is working so closely with people, making new best friends every three months and like spending so much time with them and their life and, you know, being an integral part of their life and where that's going. Yeah. It's and kind a lot of simple. best friends then if you make new ones or do you get rid of old ones and then place no, with them? No. You have room for a lot more <laughs> best so, friends That's in your right. Life. That's right. I keep in touch with Almost everybody, everybody that wants to. I'm, I'm <laughs> everyone's like, best friend doesn't mean everyone wants to be my so, best yeah, friend. Yeah, somebody was like, that's uh, fine. Nicole, not <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I think that's the best part, really, that we just get to work so closely with people and yeah. it's always new people. It's, I think, as an agent, most agents are people, persons. People, people. Most. Some aren't. <laughs> We've met a few of those. Some well, people the, do pre construction, people, things like that. But And also, the odd person who's really into parts of the transaction. Sure. Right? Like maybe yeah. they're really into design or they're really into numbers yeah. or. Yeah. yeah, investor. So, people. You're a people person. I'm a people, people. Cheryl, what's your favorite part of the job? I put helping people. Oh, people <laughs> as well. Um, but also, the job is different every day, which makes it. Hmm you know, a little bit less mundane than something that's the same all the time. And we've discussed this at length before that I've discovered while doing this job, because we're self-employed, so you do every aspect of the job, yeah. um, that I really like stats and numbers. And I didn't realize that I had such a, and now that I look back, I don't know how I didn't realize it, but um, that I really like that portion of the job. And then I like helping people with it, like sharing the information that I'm gathering in my brain and I'm making sense of it. And then I'm sharing it to help our buyers and sellers make great life decisions. And I love being a 
part of that. It, it really does. Like it fills your soul when you help somebody, it whether it's like a small lease or, uh, you know, the first home or whatever it might be. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. That's great. Nice. I also put him a workaholic. She is. Cheryl needs more work-life balance. We're working on that. She 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 often does like for a full week, 16, 18 hour days. From the moment she gets up till the moment she gets is to sleep. Is that equal she's 60 working, hours a week? Something like that. I'm bad at math. <laughs> Every time he goes, we work 60 hours a week. Cheryl's like more, work, 80. Yeah, yeah, 60 hours a it's week. A, it's a bunch. So in my answer to this question. We don't is care. Ve- okay, thanks. <laughs> I also like you have like a floor plan here. Under yeah, your that's, that's really cute. That's for uh, renovation that we're doing or helping oh, out with. Oh, yes, yes. Sorry, um, but anyway, is that your favorite part of the job, that floor plan? Well, is that you why know, you brought that to class? No, I, I'm saying as well that every day is different. So I love how it's not the same thing. You called it mundane, Cheryl. It's the furthest thing from mundane. And especially, I think, for me, because I do a lot more of the f- facilitating of the dirty work. The But it, it's... It really does run the gamut. This week, for example, you know, we, we've got multiple listings coming out. So I've pa- painted a, a quick feature wall. You know, it's, it was quicker for me to paint one feature wall than it would be for me to have our painters come in, quote, quote, facilitate, getting them in and out. I'm like, I can do this in an hour. So that's, and I had done painting uh, much younger days with uh, my friend Hammy, who owns a painting company, courthamptonpainting.com. <laughs> give, you a, give you a shout out there. Um, so, that, so there's that. I've, uh, you know, we've got another listing coming out uh, in the junction that is, formerly tenanted it was our client's home and then she had tenants in and they were really rough on it so i've been doing some patching and drywalling for just so our painters can get in but then there's also the fact that i owned a production company with my dad and you know all the things that we're doing right here this is essentially marketing for our real estate business and we also uh after this today we're heading out to to shoot a lifestyle video in which cheryl's going to star as the owner of a condo that we have right down by the lake so many condos so there's that there's the design aspect i'm a big learner um i love to learn how to use you know tech and and how it it comes into play with regards to real estate is something that really fascinates me so every single day is different then going out on showings meeting with our clients uh doing cmas seeing different houses across the the entire city so like that it's an all-encompassing kind of thing there's no two days that are like no two clients are like no two transactions are like we see it all the time Mm -hmm. so that that's what gets me really excited about what i do and i love it i absolutely love it we should have done. What's your least favorite thing about the job? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Obviously, you take the good with the bad. No, nothing is going to be all sunshine and rainbows when it comes to it. And we do have challenges, with uh, especially with a more challenging market that we've had um, this last year or so. Things are turning around. You know, yep. We had some difficult listings. And, yep. and just wanting to do the best for our clients is sometimes tough. Like I go to bed some nights uh, with anxiety, not being able to sleep because I'm worried about... You know, what's going to happen outcome. with the listing that we have and their outcomes. In so. February? Uh, no, it was in the summer, actually. Yeah. Usually it the it's summer. like by the end of yeah. the spring market. But even February, when... like you worry. You never Because you, you see that the anxiety your clients are carrying and you want to take that for them. So oh, you, yeah. you go to bed with it. Yeah. I've become, I'd say that this is the worst part about, and maybe this is any self-employed. I've become cyn- cynical about some people because you see not just what happens to us, but you see it happening to other people or how people treat each other and sure. how little respect courtesy. and courtesy that... And it could be realtor to realtor, it could be realtor to client, it could be client to client, client to lawyer, like whatever it might be. And yeah. it just, sometimes it just makes my heart go, uh-uh. yeah. you know, and I know that I am more cynical as a 
49 and a half year old <laughs> than I was as a 42 year old. You sure. Know? So well, you try not to let it get you down. I know. Uh, I, I have a positive outlook yeah, on life. I think but we all do. It, We're all quite positive. I would, if I had to say, like, one of the hardest things is when those things happen because those are the things that get me down. Yeah. Hmm. That humans aren't nice to each other. Yeah. And that, that I think, could happen with almost any job. Yeah, but we do see absolutely. it a lot here. I don't think it's specific so. to real estate. I think it's just because we deal so much with different people. And because it is different every day and it's a different yes. person today and yep. tomorrow. And, yeah. you know, we're when I won't get into it. Anyways. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's, let's, let's wrap it up. And I'm going to throw something weird here. Um, Did you want to answer something negative? Yeah. No, no, no more negative. Fintrack. Okay, she's a paperwork. paperwork. She hates the paperwork. Okay, I can say the same. I'm, yes. Yeah, yeah, Who sure. does the paperwork Cheryl in this family? Does the paperwork. <laughs> well, I was going to, there, there are a couple other questions because I did have a, like a big long list. I went to a website. It's like 60 questions to get to know people. I better. saw you so, looking, at looking at that at list. That, it was hmm. so cute. It's like, you know, <laughs> if there's one food you could eat for the rest of your life, what would it be? What are your pet peeves? How about your favorite TV show? Do you listen to any podcasts? So we could, you know, do a round robin, a rapid fire, one more question each. Do you want to try that? Yeah. Okay. Do you know questions? No, now? like to pull it out of your oh, head. Oh, right I now. have to do it. Just, just for okay, one what, of us. What do you have? What's your favorite color? That's an easy one. Black. I'm sorry. I wanted a short <laughs> answer. <laughs> Look at photos of Cheryl when she was 15. Black, and white. black with red lipstick. Oh, so. how many times? Black isn't a color. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Hail Navy. What's your favorite hemisphere? Uh, Northern. Uh, what? In July. Yeah. Your favorite writing okay, utensil. I I thought we were going to do one Pencil. I'm sorry. Need. I'm on a roll. You are on a roll. <laughs> it's just Nicole and I. Back away. What's <laughs> your favorite cleaning product? Ooh, that's a good one. I know. I'm getting better as I think. I guess we'll wrap it up then. Thanks for the rapid fire uh, of questions, Nicole. That was good. Yeah. That was yeah. fun. You're welcome. So we hope that you learned a little bit about us that you didn't know before. Uh, got to go a little bit deeper into who are John, Nicole, and Cheryl. And uh, hopefully it didn't get too weird. I thought it was kind of fun. I can't believe that you had a fake ID to get a job selling insurance, Nicole. That's uh, very Nicole of you. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and uh, anything to uh, to add, Cheryl or Nicole, before I, I wrap things up talking about uh, Support Local? My favorite thing about this job is working with you two jerks. Oh. Yes, me too. <laughs> me too. It's great that we have the camaraderie. It makes it a lot less lonely job because it can't be lonely for single realtors out yeah. there. So This is why people think it's weird because we say stuff like this yeah. in our podcast. We all huddle and I we hug after. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a very stressful job and we have each other. Yeah, so I, do. not, I don't think it's weird. Find someone out there that looks at you like the way Cheryl and Nicole are looking at me right now. <laughs> <laughs> with, with fear uh, yeah with fear <laughs> trepidation yeah. all right so we'd like to wrap up every one of our podcasts with uh, support local and i had been doing support local businesses but i wanted to mix it up a little bit and talk okay. about a, a supporting a local organization uh, called the red door family shelter and one of our clients uh, benny had actually done a lot of photography for them in the past uh, i was asked to shoot some video right pre-covid for uh for them and some a property that they were getting ready it never ended up getting used because covid happened but but uh, they're doing a lot of amazing things here in the community uh, and in Toronto. Their offices are on Carla, but uh, they're... Um the Red Door Family Shelter since 1982 has provided emergency shelter and support for women and children affected by domestic abuse, families experience a housing crisis, and refugee claimants with nowhere else to turn. And reading up a little bit about on uh, them, within approximately four to six months, most families are reestablished back into the community. 
Some families might just stay overnight. Uh, some may stay uh, for over six months or a year, but it is a uh, case-by-case basis. And uh, they do some great work. And if you'd like to donate um, to them, if you wanted to go to reddoorshelter.ca slash donate, you can learn more. And you can support families in need uh, in your community. It's a great Great way to Shout finish things down. up. You bet. Because yeah. uh, in the real estate world, we know that there's a there's a housing crisis. Uh, mm-hmm. There's not enough housing for, for people, let alone people that are in difficult situations. So they're doing yeah. some great work over there. Yeah. All right. So that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, you can find out more about us by following us on our socials at JNC Toronto Group. You can also go to the realestatepodcast.ca for links to socials. Uh, you can access us on all podcast streaming platforms. And for the best possible experience... You can head over to our YouTube page, which is linked from that website, so you can see us in action recording in our office here in Leslieville, Toronto, Canada. Uh, Thank you so much for watching and listening, folks, and we will see you again soon. Bye. Bye. Bye -bye. (laughs) Bye-bye. You have been listening to therealestatepodcast.ca. Visit our website for more episodes and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at JNC Toronto Group. Thank you.